Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. So, what's up? Nothing. I'm excited. You know, I was um, doing some studying, and, and, and I asked myself, I said, why? You know, and this is, I think, a legit question that we all have is, why, um, why is being a Christian so difficult, right? If, if, if you look at it in the world's terms, you know, I can just live my life. I go to work, I hang out, I, you know, I, I, I eat, sleep. Wait, wait, are you, you saying know? it's easy to live in the world? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it is. How come people are in such crisis? Now, see, see, now let's, let's do this. We got to start defining certain things. Okay. But basically, there, there is, when I say easier, there is, I don't have to study the Bible. I don't have to, you know, uh, go in depth and understand and, and, and come up with uh, a, a, an expression uh, of explaining why God is so good. You know, how do I know God exists and mm-hmm. all these different things. And I said, well, and I started realizing that the, the reason why there is a need to study is not just for yourself, but the evangelistic aspect of it. So when I look at how the stories of people being changed, lives being changed, uh, you know, generational ties being broken and, and, and uh, individuals coming out of even just poverty and, and, and because of the gospel, out of, you know, out of sicknesses because of the gospel. I mm-hmm. said, wow, mm-hmm. there's something that's significant. And it, we have to study to show ourselves approved, not so much just to approve to God as a, 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 as a he's Christian. Quoting, he's quoting scripture, folks, 2 Timothy 2.15. <laughs> Study to show yourself approved. Come yeah, on. but the, the reality is that we are called to evangelize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because of evangelism, we need to study. Right? And so we're looking at the souls. This is not just a, a 24-hour, I live, I, you know, I eat, sleep, and work. And, you know, it's no, but it's about saying, no, we have this, is this necessary thing called hope. Right? Everybody needs hope. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can live, I said this before, you can live weeks without food, you can live days without water, but if, with, with, and nobody can really live without hope. Amen. Right? Amen. And, Amen. And you know, so there's a need for hope. And I said, wow, Lord, I understand why we need to study the scriptures. I understand why we need to really get into the word because we have to be prepared to answer these questions yep. Yep. Of that these individuals are going to have. And that's why it takes work. So and, it's, it's worth work. It's worth the work. It's worth the work, yes, but it takes work. work. But yes. I, I think all, all good, in the statement, all good things are upstream. Yes. Anything you want mm-hmm. to be successful in life, anything you want to achieve, all right, the general principle, it, it's going to take work. Yeah, but the question is, what does a successful Christian look like? Ah, well, yeah. I mean, right? one, who, one who's living out the principles of their faith and, you know, um, becoming, continuing to be that salt and light in the world, bringing God's love and life. But remember, we're in a fallen world, a fallen humanity as a result of sin, right? That's original sin. It's a condition that we're in. And the judgment was that we're going to work Mm -hmm. by the sweat of our brow. We're going to eat. So life is not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. However, there are, once you discover a certain principles yes. and patterns and precepts, yep. there is a way to live life. And this is why it's important. The kingdom of God, if you ask uh, even, even some theologians what the think kingdom of God is, 
They have different answers. Mm-hmm. They have different perspectives. But we can all agree that it is a comprehensive way of seeing life that informs our words, our mm-hmm. thoughts, our motives, our actions, our attitudes, and our choices. And I'm saying that again because you have to ask the question, what's informing your decisions? Mm-hmm. What's informing your choices? Who is informing your thoughts, your attitudes, your, 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 your perspectives about life, about love, about relationship? It's very, very important because there are all these voices coming at people trying to influence them in specific directions. And if you don't have a set of your own values and principles that you live by, then you're going to be shifting from one piece of information to another that can be uh, in opposition to each other. And you're going to look like confused. (laughs) So the principle is every decision you make is informed, whether consciously or subconsciously. Ooh, come on, say it again. Every decision you make is informed consciously or subconsciously. Consciously or subconsciously. So there are things that are working with us that we're not even paying attention to. Mm -hmm. So everybody has a value system. Yep. Everybody has a set of values Mm -hmm. and a worldview, whether it was intentionally designed or based upon all of these influences. Somebody, I I was watching a movie and the person said, you have a backwards world view. Backwards. But the reality is we all have a world view. Yeah. The question is, is it good, bad, straightforward, backwards? What condition? The question is, what is the condition of your worldview? And what is is it producing? What's the fruit of it, right? What's the outcome of it? And that's why this is a teaching ministry. We love the word of God. We love worship. We're doing everything we can to develop and grow in worship and the worship experience. They sounded really good today. Oh, man. Absolutely fantastic. It just keeps getting betterer and betterer. Can so I say that? Yes, you can. Um, you know, you, you have arrived at a place where you can start. To That's right. You, yeah. My status in life. Age, I can't say yet. They, they, they still judging me on my outfit right now. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> that means they won't tell me. They'll tell no, you. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so you, you, you say this, right? And a lot of people have asked, uh, what is Pastor Renard's view on Afghanistan, mm. right? So you see what's going on, and I don't know if you want to talk about it now. We don't have to talk about it now because this is our, you know, setup. So, yeah, you, well, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's been a hot topic, and I know that you like to stay relevant uh, to current affairs and current events. Well, you know, Afghanistan goes back forty years, four decades, right? A little bit more than that, uh, when the Soviet Union was trying to make inroads because Afghanistan. Uh, Uzbekistan, uh, all of those stands. <laughs> you have all of these, um, what we used to call communist bloc countries before the Soviet Union collapsed mm-hmm. in 89, 1991, right? Yes. Um, so the Soviets were concerned about the condition of, and the things of Afghanistan in relationship to its borders and its power in that particular region. So they tried to set up a puppet government, which mm-hmm. the United States does some of the same thing, <laughs> try to get a, a, a leader in there, you know, and, and it didn't work out. We call ourselves going in and doing the same thing, but there has been conflict all along. And it got to a point where, you know, it's, it's you know, the last 20 years, especially the last two decades mm-hmm. there, people have compared it to Vietnam, yep. where we, we, we were there and, and, and taking territory and losing territory, taking territory and losing territory, and most importantly, losing American lives. 
So there's been a lot of pressure. And at the same time, if we come out of the region, mm-hmm. all right, then, you know, evil, ooh, I have to be careful here. Yeah, no. Loves a vacuum. Yes. So, you know, in, in this case, the terrorist elements love a vacuum mm-hmm. and that vacuum will be filled. So, you know, U.S. comes out, you know, Jesus put it this way, if you want to get spiritual on it, <laughs> uh, when the evil spirit is cast out, right, mm-hmm. uh, it, it goes looking for other places mm-hmm. for rest, to settle down comes back, which means it's always checking where it was, where it was cast out of to see what's going on. Yes. (laughs) And if it finds it swept and garnished, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus' words in King James, uh, but empty, Mm -hmm. not filled with something. And you see, that's the challenge. Not only is it about going into a region or, or, or society to bring uh, positive change uh, to that society towards more democratic good, but it's also filling it. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, dismantling something, but filling it. Uh, and that has been the challenge. We can dismantle something, but are we able to successfully fill it with something else that's going to make it thrive? And, you know, if that doesn't happen, then what was cast out will come back in mm-hmm. and it'll go back in. And I'm not calling, you know, Taliban evil and <laughs> evil demons or anything like that. I'm just talking about the principle yes. here. And the pattern here by but, which we live and understand life. There's also a spiritual application uh, there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, there's a certain worldview. And you talked about evangelism. Mm-hmm. Not only is there the evangelism or evangelization uh, based upon religious beliefs, but ideological yep. beliefs. You know, um, there are those in the region, the Taliban, who have a certain ideology, a yep. certain worldview. And they're not just looking to take that territory and be there. No, they're looking to spread that ideology around the world. Yes. And that's, that's what people have to understand. Why is the United States involved in something so far removed from America. here, America? Mm-hmm. All right. It's because those other ideologies around the world are looking to spread. Yes. Just like we're looking to spread what we believe to be the right way of thinking, doing and being. So there are all of these conflicts of ideologies that are taking place around the world. And the international community has to come together and say, okay, you know, that's problematic to the greater good. Mm -hmm. All right. So we have to somehow contain that. We have to be concerned about who has nuclear weapons, who has nuclear armaments because of how it could impact the rest of the world. So it's not just me where I am, but it's how I relate to the community at large. It's not just a nation where it is, but it's how that nation relates to the international community. Yeah. So we, we've got to think differently. I didn't mean to get into all this. No, it's but, good. It's but good. You answer a lot of other people's questions. And, yeah. and, and But I looked at it, and I, you know, as I was praying, that um, in order for America to be able to hold other nations accountable, they need to deal with some stuff here. And I think that... that that until they deal with some of the stuff here, they are gonna, they're not going to be able to have that voice as they used to have. Well, that's, that's the thing. People are, are asking, uh, you know, do we want American ideology? Do we want American culture? Do we want American society and values coming in? Because some of those values are now being questioned. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. the, some of the things that we're allowing here mm-hmm. in the United States to embrace change and progress. Remember, 
Life is about managing continuity and change. Yeah. Change is the only constant in life. Principles, folks, principles. <laughs> change is the only constant in life. So life, longevity, is about managing continuity and change. It's knowing what to continue and what to change. Mm -hmm. And we're changing some things here in our nation that we should be continuing and not changing because they are part of the national identity. Certain rudimentary values. Mm -hmm. So when you have... You know, other societies are saying, well, no, we, we don't want that. We don't want what's going on with mm -hmm. y'all. Don't, don't bring that here. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. So we're not that, that city on a hill nope. that, you know, we, uh, we want it to be as, as, as a national entity. Yes. Yeah. And, and please understand, global affairs, geopolitical affairs are very complex and layered. And you have to understand the history that produced it. Mm -hmm. So to come along and just pass judgment on any people, whether it's the Taliban, whether it's the, the Shiite Muslims, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, their, their desire to put Sharia law in, into a play. You know, you've got to look back at the history and, and life. Remember, we, we talked about this weeks ago. Yes. Didn't get to the definition of, of, of uh, politics and uh, political power and economic power. But all of human history is a struggle for political power and economic power. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Even religion has started out one way, but it was about political power or economic power. So that's, that's where we are. So last week, and I want to just kind of flip back to anything else you want to talk about? No, Afghanistan. No, no, that's, that's you know, a, oh, and, and please, we have been praying for Haiti. the people in Haiti. Yes, uh, that was the other question. Another earthquake doing? there, and we are identifying... Uh, organiza an organization. So what we like to do is identify an organization who we know is on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you got to understand because of the difficulties in the systems and structures within Haiti, we could send money, mm -hmm. but there's no guarantee it will get to the people yep. who need it. So there are two things that we can do. Send our own team on the ground, which we're preparing a team mm -hmm. to be on the ground and kind of come report back to us and let us know what's going on. And to also identify an organization that we know, all right, will get the funds or, or supplies to the people who need it most. Yeah, and we're, we're actually looking at some church, some Haitian uh, churches that are, that are, you know, foot in the ground uh, running and doing some things that we can also support as well. So Absolutely. We're, we're really, we want to be, uh, one of the biggest things we try to do is be proper stewards, right, over the resources that, are, that pour into the ministry so that we will not be reckless and ends up, you know, somewhere else where it's not intended to be, which you, we have seen before. You, you have to be discerning. You, you have to be selective. Yep. Unfortunately, everybody is not practicing good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some are practicing evil. Um, they have their own agendas and they take advantage of situations like this, exploit these situations and exploit good people who want to do something to help others. Mm -hmm. And they intercept that good and use it you know, for other purposes. Pray, pray, pray. Yeah. And as we speak right now, we're praying for New Orleans. Yes. And the Gulf Coast of the United States mm -hmm. because there is a serious hurricane. And this is the, the, the same day that her, uh, Hurricane Katrina mm -hmm. hit New Orleans before. Hopefully with the changes in the levees and whatnot and, and evacuations that they're more prepared. So we don't have, yep. you know, close to 2000 lives lost again. Mm -hmm because we we're not prepared. That's the thing, the United, we're the United States yes. and we boast all this prosperity and yet we've got so many issues 
internally that need to be addressed. And they said we don't need systemic, uh, systematic reform. Uh, yeah, <laughs> systemic, systemic reform. reform. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's... Because that's, the, the reform is not just based on the racial issues, but just based on the issues that we have allowed to go on that we know we should have addressed, but we never addressed it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I will tell you, and, that, and that's why, you know, Christians... You know, get your life together. Yes. Come on. Yep. Say that again. You know, get your act together. Yes. Stop blaming people, taxes, Republicans, the Democrats, the, the who else? The, 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 you know, your, your neighbors. The devil. Your, the devil. Your wife. Stop the blame game. <laughs> you thought it in there real quick. I heard that. <laughs> your wife. Your spouse. Your spouse, wife, husband. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's from the garden mm-hmm. where there are things that we could do to make our lives better. And that's yes. why when we talk about patterns and principles, principles and precepts, and right? Systems. And understanding seasons and, and yes. systems and cycles. Mm-hmm. All right. We live in a universe of law governed by a system of order. Everything is based upon a principle. In fact, principle comes from the Latin word meaning first, Yes, which means it's foundational. It is the, the foundation upon which other things are built mm-hmm. and understood. So in my book, Four Things Women Want from a Man, <laughs> all right, what do they want? They want maturity, mm-hmm. decisiveness, decisiveness consistency. consistency, and strength. Yes. Decisiveness is important. We're making decisions every day of our lives. Mm-hmm. And you will find that decision makers tend to be very passionate and energetic people because decision transcends translates into energy. Yes. When you make a decision, you become energized. Your spirit becomes energized and you become magnetic. You begin to attract those things. I think I shared this, you know, at the close of a service uh, a couple of weeks ago. You begin to attract the resources, the people, the opportunities. But it only happens when you make a decision. And in order to make decisions, you have to set a, have a set of values, principles that guide your decision making process. Decisiveness is the ability to make decisions quickly and confidently. So you're not hesitant. Procrastinators, all right, are terrible when it comes to decisions. And that's why they they, they experience a lot of stress and anxiety because they put off making the decision. Yes. But if you have a set of principles, then you ask, what's the principle at work here? What is there a pattern at work here? You know, is there a precept that I need to pay attention to Mm -hmm. to guide my response to this situation? When you read, ah, hallelujah. (laughs) When you read the scripture, what are you looking for? What's what's the principle there? Mm -hmm. Is there a principle buried here that I've got to discover? Is there a pattern here that I've got to discover? Is, Is there a precept that I need to understand? And once I identify that pattern or that precept or that principle, how is it at work? I was reflecting on uh, Luke chapter 5, where Peter and, and, and Jesus encounter each other in a deep and profound way. And I say each other. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, because it was the second time that Jesus called to Peter to follow him. The first time Peter left out of curiosity, mm-hmm. but there was no real commitment. He went back to his fishing. But now, in that situation, in Luke chapter 5, maybe we'll take a look at it. But when I'm reading a a, a chapter, let me show you how I do this, right? When I'm reading a chapter, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through, I think, 30? I don't know. 
Anyway, Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Right? When you read a chapter, you're asking yourself the question. First, you want to understand the context. Mm-hmm. What's taking place in that chapter? And once I understand the context, then I begin to explore. Is there a principle there that I need to extract, that I can apply to my life today? Is there a pattern there that I can discover, identify, and understand that pattern? Is there a precept, you know, a, a, a specific commandment that, that, because here it is, you will either work the principles in your favor, principles, patterns, uh, patterns, principles, and precepts will work either for you or against you. Mm-hmm. Like gravity, gravity is a law. It is a yes. basic truth. And it, 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 it's designed to work for you. Yep. But it can work against you if you <laughs> violate it. If you think you can fly and you think you're going to get up on a, on, a, on a tall building and jump off, guess what? Yeah, I know. Uh, you, gravity is still working. <laughs> the principle is still working, but it's not working in your favor. Mm-hmm. So you want to get the principles working in your favor. So when I read scripture, I'm, I'm looking this. I'm, I'm looking to see, is there a season? Is there something going on? Are there specific characteristics uh, that, 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 that's happening here that I can see as a season? You know, is there a system at work here? Are there parts that are coming together in a way to create something? Uh, is this a cycle? Is this something that's recurring? All right, because cycles and patterns, they work together. Is there something that's recurring here that I can see, okay, why does it keep happening the same way? It could be happening for good mm-hmm. or it could be happening for bad. Yeah. Uh, St. Ansel said something, and I, I love, you know, the way he put it because people may think, well, you know, Pastor Bernard, you're a, you're a theologian. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me give you a definition of that St. Anselm said of theology. Because when we think of theology, we think of theo, which is God, right? And ology is the study of something. So whether it's biology, right? Theology. So we have the study. But think about this. All right. It's absurd to think that we can study God like like he is some (laughs) piece of matter that we can, you know, study, evaluate, experiment (laughs) on, take apart, put (laughs) back together and figure out. No. So when we think about theology, we're not talking about studying God. St. Ansel said it so beautifully. He said theology is faith seeking understanding. Mm -hmm. You need to write that down. Yep. Faith seeking understanding. And in Proverbs 4 7, it says, Principle, uh, uh, wisdom is the principal thing. Mm -hmm. Get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get get understanding. understanding. And that's critical. So, what is theology? It is the, it is what? Faith seeking understanding understand. I just want to understand. Mm -hmm. I want this to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I can't take God apart (laughs) and put him back together. No, he's infinite. I'm Mm -hmm. finite. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. But I can look to understand, seek faith, seeking understanding. So when I read the scriptures, I'm exploring, looking for patterns and principles. It is my faith because I'm a person of faith. So it is my faith seeking 
understand it. That's why I read the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's why I pray, because prayer is elevating the mind, elevating the heart to God, right? All of those things come and work together. And let me say this to you. As you learn and grow, we give you pieces of the puzzle, because it is a big puzzle. It is. You're not going to get it all at one sitting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you put pieces together, and, and, and things begin to make sense to you. So theology. So you take principles. We're talking about principles, right? Mm -hmm. Even in apologetics, there are certain principles. There are certain rules. Mm -hmm. There are certain guidelines, certain uh, boundaries, parameters that you work in, Mm -hmm. right? In order for that to function well. So So for example, the the laws of logic. Go ahead. Right? The first law of logic is uh, law of non-contradiction. So it can't, have, it can't be A and B at the same time. It has to either be A or B. That's a certain rule. There's a certain boundary in which you operate and just basic logic understanding something. That's why it's hard for people to say, that's why people shouldn't say your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth because somebody's truth has to be true. And everybody, everything can't be true. No, everything can't be true. So let me give you a statement, all right? There are no absolutes. Are you absolutely sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that again. I'm saying that again. Hey, you were in it. You were ready for me. I love that. You were ready for Whoa. me. <laughs> Boom, <baby>. Bam. Bam. <laughs> oh, he was ready and then he it. I made a statement intentionally because I knew how he would respond. All right? When I made that statement, all right, there are no absolutes. It was an I was stating an, an absolute. absolute. Yes. So, <laughs> so I was in violation yep. of my own statement. Yes. See, and that's why we have to learn how to think. We have to listen to ourselves yep. thinking, and we have to learn to listen to other people thinking. Scripture in James says, be slow to speak mm-hmm. and swift to hear. Unfortunate, we tend to be swift to speak yep. and slow to hear. Uh Mom and I, you know, every now and then we get a chance to listen to some of the oldies, some of the old <laughs> songs that we listen to. But I, I, we, back in the day, all right, I, I, I heard the music, mm-hmm. but I wasn't listening. There's a difference. Today, I'm, I'm listening and I'm saying, wow. I didn't know that's what they were saying. <laughs> I was singing the song. I, I got caught up in the yes. music. But then I, oh, now I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Wait, yep. wait a minute. Yep. I, I was listening to a song, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, Papa Was a Where really he laid his hat was his home. A little whore out and when he died, all he left us was alone. And I'm saying, wait a minute. But I listened to the words and, and it painted a portrait yep. of the black male. Mm-hmm. It was an indictment against the black male. I'm mm-hmm. saying, wow, this is, where did that come from? Yep. Why, why is that the image of the black male that's so negative? And yet we were singing it and dancing to it. <laughs> yeah. And that was the longest intro. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the longest <laughs> what, intro. What do you know about that music? You, you let me hear it before. Okay. That, look, <laughs> there's a difference between hearing something yes. and listening. And too often we don't listen. When we listen, we listen, we engage what we're hearing with a critical ear. Yep. Jesus said, take heed what you hear and take heed how you hear. Mm-hmm. So pay attention to what's informing you. Pay attention to how you process information. Yep. Because you can have filters that actually filter out the, the, the necessary information mm-hmm. that should be coming in yep. to change your life. You got to say that again. You got to say that's powerful right there. 
What did I say? <laughs> the filters, the necessary You can filters. have a filter that yes. filters out the necessary information that's trying to come in. So it's because when you ever think of filter, you think of something good. But sometimes, you know, the, the, the filter is not necessarily It can be fit. bad. It yep. can filter out. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the principle. Wrong filters. Again, a principle. Yes. A principle. Everything's about a principle. All right? When, we've, when you decide to believe something, mm -hmm. you will ignore all incoming information that's inconsistent with what you already chosen to believe. Yep. And that's why Jesus said, take heed that the light that is in you be not darkness. Because you could think you have a truth, think you have the right thing, and it's darkness. He said, that darkness will influence all of your life, all of your thinking, all of your choices, your attitudes, everything. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be careful, and we've got to think carefully. And it's true, because when we're doing apologetics, you know, there, there's just certain individuals. The first question we ask is, uh, if Christianity was true, would you believe it? Ah. Right? Because if, yeah. if they're going to say no, then it makes no sense to continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what evidence we present to the individual, how sound it is, how, how empirical it is, they will not, they're not just going to believe it. That's right. Because they just filter it based on what they already have chosen to believe. Yep. They filter it out. Mm -hmm. and, and that's good, but it's also bad. Yep. It can be positive. It can be negative. I'm going to say some things here that I, I've, I've never said. I'm writing out the book. You know, I'm in writing mode. Patterns and principles, patterns, principles, precepts, right? Um, look, everything, everything is, is based upon a principle. Mm -hmm. Every field of endeavor has its basic, foundational, and operational principles. Also known as what we call the fundamentals. The fundamentals. It's true of arts, mm -hmm. sciences, sports, finance, education, health, relationships, doesn't matter what it is. There are a set of foundational, fundamental principles that govern those things. Also known as technique. Bridges. <laughs> come on. Come on. Bridges, uh, uh, bridges are built and, and airplanes constructed in accordance with certain mm -hmm. principles, yep. right? Of engineering mm -hmm. and, and aeronautics. And if these principles are not followed, hello, the bridge will not stand nope. and the plane won't fly. <laughs> Did you hear that? The bridge won't stand and the plane won't fly. And, you, and you're talking about building bridges in terms of relationships, all right, or constructing a business that you want to see take off, mm -hmm. all right? If it's not based upon the foundational principles that govern those things, then it's not going to get off the ground. Yeah, it's so true. That, that's real. It's so true. I was supposed to speak for the singles ministry, but I was just was not feeling why I've been dealing with these headaches. And... Um, Allergies, right? Sinuses. And one of the things that, that, that we understand is that if people understand the principles that guide managing relationships, they will always have a hard time dealing with relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I came across a principle as, as I was thinking about relationships as a network for life. Mm -hmm. Relationships make claim on conduct. Mm -hmm. Nice. Every relationship makes claims on conduct. Mm -hmm. So by virtue of a relationship, there is a certain expectation of how we should conduct ourselves yes. in that relationship. Yep. And too often we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But automatically, mm -hmm. the moment you enter a relationship, yep. whether it's business, love relationship, whatever it is, there are claims that are made. And you don't talk about those claims. Yep. All right? Because somehow we expect them. So I expect you to conduct yourself a certain way 
in this relationship without telling me what your expectations I'm are. I'm not even gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you. Yep. That's yes. real. So here's here's what I want to say, something very, very important, because because what, what is true for aeronautics and 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 and, and bridge, uh, building of bridges is true in, in, in human life. There's an order to life, mm-hmm. and there are principles governing that order. I'm gonna say this again. There is an order to life. There is an order to life. There is an order to life. Did you get in there? <laughs> there is an order to life. You got that? There are principles governing that order. Mm-hmm. There are principles governing that order. I'm going to say this. It just is just so important. Without principles, patterns, precepts, <laughs> Understanding seasons and cycles without principles, just principles, all right? Without principles, we live in chaos. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Yep. We react to instincts, mm-hmm. feelings, desires, obsessions, compulsions, and impulse. We react mm-hmm. because we don't have a principle. When you, have, when you are living a life based upon principles, the first thing you think about is what principle applies? Mm-hmm. What pattern is this? What precept applies? But if you don't, have, if you don't live your life according to principles and patterns and, and precepts, guess what? Again, you're going to react. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in chaos. You're going to react with instincts and feelings and desires, obsessions, compulsions, and impulses. As Christians, we believe that all life is spiritual, right? We're spiritually broken and, and cannot of ourselves live out the higher principles of life. And that's why God's grace comes into play. And grace is a principle. Yes. All right. If we surrender to God, all right, and this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Uh, it, it is the spirit of God. If we surrender to God, it is the spirit of God who then works within our own spirit who enables us to live these principles out in the real world. Even Jesus, when he stands up and announces his ministry, all right, he's, he's, he's in the temple and he, he asked for, um, they handed him the book uh, and it was the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was all set up though. <laughs> if you read the text carefully, he set that up. It's not like he walked in there and they decide, oh, I'm going to hand them the book yeah. of Isaiah. No, no. They handed him the book of Isaiah because he was going to read specifically yep. in relationship to the messianic promise. And he reads it. But what, how does he start out? He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me mm-hmm. because he has anointed me. Listen to what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he was practicing exactly what we learned to live out. Yes. What he would be engaged in would be under the direction and power of the Holy Spirit. He said, if I with the finger of God, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. cast out demons. So his whole ministry and his whole work was being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens when we surrender to God. The Holy Spirit comes in and begins to use us and we live out these principles. I'm sorry, I'm just... No, that's, it's good, it's good. So, so here goes the principle. Uh, emotions react, principles respond. Mm, boom. <laughs> young man, that young man is dangerous here. Say it again. Emotions react, principles respond. Mm, and we want to react. And look. We want to respond. If, you, if you're given medication, mm-hmm. all right, 
If you react to it, that's no, bad. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> if you respond to yes. the medication, that's good. And that's what they say. You're res- they're responding well to the Absolutely. medication. Yep. Absolutely. And that's why we teach you patterns and principles. I want to dig into um, Luke chapter 5. Yes. Because in Luke chapter 5, there's a theology mm-hmm. that we need to look at. Because Luke chapter 5, and, and if you're familiar with it, Jesus borrows Peter's boat, all right, in order to preach Preach. to the crowd. But there's something going on there, because in that text, there's a principle. There are a few principles. So we're going to break it down next week. There's a pattern. We're going to break it down next week. We're going to break it down. Because I I think what's what's good about it is, if people understand this on a a, a larger level, they won't see it on a personal level, Hmm. right? So there's there's seasons and cycles within our lives. And as we start operating and seeing those seasons and cycles, we'll know how to respond and not react. Exactly. So frustration comes when you don't expect it. But now when you expect it, you can respond from a principle-based decision. You're prepared. Yes. You're prepared. Mm -hmm. A prudent man foresees. Yes. Yep. Any adversity coming Mm -hmm. and prepares. Even even just the way you function and, and, and live, where some people just get tired quickly. You know, it, it just so you look at it, say, okay, this is where my tire point is, and just stop, sit, sit back, reset, and now we can go forward, right? So there's a, there's a cycle in your life personally on how you just function and work. Come on, come on. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Patterns become rhythms, rhythms. Yes. Become, well, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Arrangement becomes rhythm, rhythm becomes a pattern. So all these things are how you should live. Yes. And what's powerful in Luke chapter five, which we're going to, which we're going to get to next time is it brings together God, matter, and humanity. Mm. Those three things come together and we say, wow, this, this is a theology. Yes. This is an understanding of our faith and how it works. Wow. We got to come back. Amen. Amen. I pray <laughs> that you got something out of this. This was a powerful message. It was unconventional, but I believe uh, as we have been taught to come to this from a mature lens, seeking that we can receive something from every aspect of our me- message, uh, the ministry, the worship, no matter what it is, God still can use that. You know, um, I had a call from an uh, organization called Pray.com and spoke to one of the co-founders, had a wonderful conversation. We were up late uh, Saturday night talking um, and we're doing a conference with uh, an, a Christian doctor to talk about vaccine trepidation. And this is in conjunction with the White House because there's still so many people who are afraid. Uh, and, you know, look, there, uh, there have been vaccines all along. I know this is new and this is strange coming out of a pandemic. But when you're, when you're a kid going into school, there are a series of shots that you have to yep. have. You go into college. You have to submit the history of your, your, your vaccines. Uh, and it's a step of faith, no matter what. And, you know, now it's about the common good. It's about us being our brother's keepers. So what I do affects you, or what I fail to do, sins of uh, omission can affect you. So we're having that conversation because I understand the hesitancy that people are still struggling with, but there's so much misinformation that creates that fear. And it's that fear that holds people captive. Because yeah, the question is, who do you believe? Because you have doctors on one end saying this, doctors on this end saying this, and these are supposed to be the, the experts. 
in the field. And, and you know, so there's a serious And struggle. for me, you know, my question is, okay, what's the agenda? Yes. Okay, what's that? What's the agenda? What's for that me, agenda? I'm like, I follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, you know, there it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, an article came out, uh, one particular pastor in, in New York, and I know this, this pastor, uh, he's issuing exemption letters, mm-hmm. religious exemption letters. And we've got a few requests. We are not giving out religious exemption letters so that you don't have to take the vaccine because we don't have a biblical precedence for something like that. So it has to be a theological and a doctrinal issue because what can happen is, you know, if you issue something like that, person takes that and lives off of that thinking that it's from God, Mm -hmm. all right? And they end up dying, getting COVID, dying from COVID. Now, are we complicit in in that death? You know, there's just so many liabilities involved that we have to be concerned about. Or does it tear down the the possible evangelism of family members who been watching you as a minister, a member of church, look at you as supporting this God. And now you get this exemption letter, you know, the biblical the- theological background, but now you die. What is that saying to the person who's observing your life? Yeah. And clergy, we're, we're trusted voices mm-hmm. within the community and lives of people. You know, you you entrust your soul yep. to our care. And that's a big responsibility. And one particular clergy person is, and, and said it, 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 it came out that they're using the exemption letter in order to, to gain new members. That's just, come on. Ah, in my prayers. Pray for pastors, pray for these clergy. And we know that, you know, everybody who's hearing this news is not going to be happy with the decision of CCC not uh, to give exemption letters. Um, but this is our stance. This is where we are. Yeah. We have to have history. We have to have doctrine. We have to have a theology for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's different when we talk about days of worship and, 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 and the sacredness of days, you know, things like that. It just, you know, look, I, and in the wilderness, people got sick. Mm-hmm. What was the remedy? God tells Moses, take a serpent, raise an image, image of a serpent, put it on a pole, hold it up. Whoever looks at that will be healed. Mm-hmm. There are people who died because they didn't want to look at it. And yet all it took was a look of faith. So people are making decisions that, you know, enhance or cost them their lives. Yeah. And I can't, I can't and will not tell you what to do. Yeah. Not for us. We make the information available. We, we make the opportunities available. And then ultimately you have to decide. Yep. All right. Hey, man, it's been great with you. Yes. Great message. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. And we hope you've been blessed by the praise, the worship, the community here at CCC. We are a global community. We understand that. And uh, we appreciate you embracing, you know, the format, which will change up from time to time. You know, we'll be solo you, solo me. But this is the foundational uh, and, and continuing the growth experience. And we are in revival. Yes. We are being renewed personally, structurally. Uh, renewal of purpose, cultural renewal, you know, uh, renewal of relationships, all of that is taking place because that's the season that we are in as a ministry. And, and, and I believe it because I think that word pivot comes out of the concept of revival. Yeah, 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 change, mm-hmm. change. Yeah. So we love you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for being part of the CCC family. 
Thank you for your your gifts. Yes. Your 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 tithes and offerings and financial support, but most importantly, your prayers. Amen. We need those prayers. I live off of those prayers. Amen. Amen. And speaking of prayer, you can pray us out. Okay, you pray. All right. God, I love the passion. Like, I, I love Minister uh, 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 Dario. I love the passion. He does everything with passion, man. I love it. Father, thank you for the gift of access. Thank you for those words. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give rest to your soul. The soul is the mind, will, and emotions. And boy, do we need time to rest, to be nurtured and strengthened in spirit, mind, as well as in body. So Lord, thank you for this ministry that you've entrusted to our care. May we continue to be responsible, operate with dignity, integrity, in leading the people of God. Thank you for those who have embraced this ministry. Thank you for all of the lives that have been transformed along the way. And thank you for the incredible future ahead of us. Father, I pray for those who are with us today will not leave without a sense of hope in their heart. Amen. Knowing that God is still in control. Yes no matter what things look like. When Jesus was here on the planet, he was submitted and experienced the same things that we experience. There's hope, always hope in Christ. Let them leave with that hope. Bless us, Father, as we continue this journey as a community and as individuals empowered by your spirit and your word and community. We pray this. Keep us until next time. In Jesus' precious name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Thank you, family. As we leave this place. But never God's presence. Jesus Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard Podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.